Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. What's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am joined with the editor of Sketch, Bill Nichols, the publisher of Sketch, Bob Hickey, and we're going to talk tonight about how nobody wants you. But before we get into that, how are you doing tonight, guys? This is Bob. That's Bob about to lose it over there. That's not exactly the title. Nobody wants us. We were going to include ourselves in that, not well, you know, the listeners. I threw you a curve there. Uh, I'm I'll doing... preface that in just a second. Hey, uh, that was Bob. Now, hey. Hey. Okay, wow. I'll preface. I'll preface that. Very um, complex. I know. It's like, nobody wants you at all. Go crawl under a rock. No, I'll, I'll preface that by saying um, you have to face the fact that nobody knows you yet. Nobody necessarily wants your book because they don't know about your book yet. It is up to you as the creator of your book to make people want you. That includes us. Yes. Nobody necessarily wants us. We have to make them want us, and uh, that's what we hope to explain tonight, is how you can make people want you. Who wants to fire their first shots? Hmm. Uh, nobody wants us. Nobody, nobody wants us. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. Uh-huh. What are you going to do now? <laughs> Credit now little baby. You better get out there and hustle. That's what you better do. I've given Bill a complex. He's curled up into a ball now. Oh, Bill's <laughs> fine. Yeah. He had a date, so he's fine. Oh, okay. Um, Something uh, anyway. I'll Nick's on the, huh? the eight. Nick's on the the date talk. <laughs> Give me a complex. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll run with it because I'm the one who sort of right. came up with this. Um, Dear Mueller um, from Ringtail Cafe and I was discussing earlier at studio about marketing and sales. And uh, we're actually rebuilding the Skystorm site, um, tweaking it and adding some features that I wanted to just make it easier. And it really come down to, and I come up with the phrase, you know, really it is nobody wants us. How do we fix that? How do we market ourselves and promote ourselves to make them want to look at our stuff and then want to care about our characters and want to buy our books, whether it's print, digital, however. And, you know, I was talking to them about some ideas. You know, we months ago, we started printing up the trading cards. It's a real easy giveaway at a con to hand to people and to walk off with them. They know the size. So that was a way to get a website in their hands, but I don't know if they're getting there. So you got to make sure their artwork will grab them or interest them or look different enough to, you know, go, wow, I need to check this out and go to the website and check it out. So, but, I mean, that's just 
one thing. Now, what's next? You can have the most coolest, flashiest slideshow stuff out there, and you can have all your books at Amazon and and Barnes and Nobles and Drive Through Comics and My Digital Comics and wherever you want. You know, so I left out Comicology because I'm not real happy with them. Um, <laughs> and and they could just sit there. So how do you promote your stuff? Um, some of the sites like Drive Through have a ways that you can buy banners through your uh, publishers points. I've done it and it helps. That helps that client base. But I've always considered it's my job to drive new comics to them to buy my stuff. Um, and of course, they love that. You know, they love anytime a publisher can do their work. And, you know, that's like working together. So, the one thing Bill and I have been working on and talking about is putting together a, uh, a Skystorm Wikipedia online, but also as a free PDF. And this thing will have previews of stories, um, characters, main characters, and, you know, bios and stuff like that. Hopefully you can get them because of artwork look or story look or something, get them hooked in one of your projects. And then you get them to the site, and then you can do more in-depth Wikipedia with more of all the characters and more about everything about that book. So what... Marvel and DC take for granted, which is everybody knows Spider-Man, everybody knows Batman, everybody knows, not everybody knows the Avengers. Now, it, that movie, they didn't take that for granted. That was an awesome movie, um, especially where they introduced everybody. Um, we have to introduce ourselves, much like that, to an audience. And whether it's through Facebook or Twitter or at conventions, which, you know, not everybody can make it to conventions. You've got to promote and, and get out there and find a tool that works for you to get in the hands of possible readers. You know, we all can't afford the three or $4,000 ads that previews wants. And believe me, I've bought those. They don't always work because you can't depend on stores alone to carry your books anymore. Because they've got too many books to look at from the big guys. When they get to the back of that catalog, the pocket's pretty empty. As Bill knows, as being a past retailer. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to carry here. So I think you've got to go out many different areas to make them want us. But also, how much time do you have to give to this? And then how much time do you spend on your creative? So it gets into scheduling, too. And it's tricky. Yes, it is. <laughs> and see. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, one of the things, and this goes back to um, our uniqueness discussion last time, is you have to think outside the box. You have to think of unique ways to present yourself and your work um there's this kind of thing that the uh that the green movement uses you know it's like um it's like uh do stuff locally but think globally right it's kind of uh, the same thing with promoting yourself i think you have to look for those venues that you can do locally that will get you some exposure 
in a more global sense. Like if you set up at some local thing that's going on, you know, some, some little uh, eclectic street fair or something like that. And then if you can manage to get your work seen by people there who talk about it on Facebook, who uh, potentially, you know, get yourself on the news, uh, get yourself in the local uh, free newspaper, you know, and stuff like that, that might, uh, that might help you out quite a bit in getting your name out there. Because the more eyes you get on your book, the more people that you can get to talk about your book, the more the marketing just sort of happens on its own, you know? Um, and that's what you really need to do to make people want you. You need to, you need to make connections. You need to make friends. You need to get with some other local people and maybe, you know, form some sort of coalition that, that, uh, that may be able to, you know, help all of you out. Like I know Bill has a group of creators that he meets with all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know by hearing from other people, what a benefit that is to their work that they get to go and hang out and talk comics and, you know, all that stuff during the day right? or during the evening rather. Well, I think that that's, um, one of the things about promoting your own stuff is is sort of uh, well, I mean, there's so many ways to go with this. Really, mm. you have people in the industry. If you're at a, say at, at Derby City, then you have people that uh, are in the industry that are not aware of you yet. So you you have those people, uh, and then it becomes a mutual or can be a mutual admiration thing. Uh, you have people who do know you, who follow your work, who are into what you're doing, um, and vice versa. Um, and by that, I mean that's another level where maybe you post something on Facebook, you may post something on your website, and maybe those people link to it or they comment on it or they are more active than just uh, the casual other uh, industry professional kind of thing. Then you have brand new people who are not so much in the industry, but they are the audience, the general audience. And number-wise, that's humongous because there are so many people who still either are not aware of our work in general. You know, they know comics as far as Spider-Man, Batman, uh, the Avengers, things that have come out as movies. Uh, but those same people that if you started listing other movies that were based on comics, like Men in Black or, or you know, a few other things, they're like, really? Wow. I didn't know that. Right. Because they're so, they're, they don't know. Um, because they're not tuned into that. And so by you sort of putting yourself out there, put, they don't want you. Okay, you have to take it. They don't want you because they don't know you. Right. So you need to sort of throw your anchor out and, you know, you're, they're coming to you. At a show, it's easy because they are coming by. They're coming by your table. They're coming to you. 
maybe you have some piece in the, a program or uh, you have artwork up. Um, maybe you're collaborating with somebody else and you, you know, people see or the, the trading card sets, the, the mm -hmm. comic-related trading card sets and other stuff. We just did, you the, know, we just did the blue line set. Right. Mm -hmm. Those things are awesome because it's not just one thing. It's not just one project. It is a group of projects who are linked by people who are of like mind, who want to promote their book. And also, by being included in a set like that, they're promoting those other people. Even if they're not actively promoting it, they're still part of it, and they're getting um, their energy infused into that project. So you may tap into some people who are completists who you know, see all the cards or see the cards and want all the cards. Right. Um, so then they want you. Or they might want you. They might at least want to check you out and find something new. Because there are people who who do want to find something new. Or who do want to find something cool. Or, you know, find something different. And some people are jaded and they don't, you know, they say, I've seen everything. I've read every comic book, you know, since Superman came out, you know. Show them something different. It's not all Superman. It's not all Batman. It is not all a one-trick thing, or I didn't like anything since Flash LaRue. I've met people like that, who have not, you know, since the 50s, because they had a comic book store, who did not, you know, they they did not acknowledge comic books past 1960, really. You know, that's when comics are really good. Really? Then why are you in my store? Let me show you a few comics that are good. And that's a way to introduce things that have come since then, or even some of those people who are doing comics back then have come back out, and then you sort of uh, weave this web of getting people in. But, but whether it's through not knowing or, or uh, maybe overkill or over, you know, there's just so much out there, which that's true, there's so much out there, how do you stand out? How do you get people to look at your stuff when there is a sea of other comic book projects and web comic projects and and all that out there that may hit that person first? Maybe they don't hit them the best, and that's what you have to do is you have to hit them the best with the best thing that you can do. Um, and sometimes that's the best foot forward at a show. That's the best foot forward when you're dealing with people in the industry or in uh, advertising things, if it's Diamond, if you're going through Diamond um, or other things, make yourself more attractive, not just in terms of looks of your book, but the numbers that you can pull. Like Bob was saying with drive through Comics and the other things where people are coming to those sites because of your books, but while they're there, they're... Um, maybe impulse buying other stuff or they're seeing other things that are cool and they're being pulled in and then that's something else or they see a creator that they like and they start following that creator because they're doing a new project or the creator that they like likes a new project and they're you know by virtue of that they go check it out i do that all the time you know that happens to me all the time. Like I said, there there have been times when I've just been so overwhelmed at Barnes and Noble that 
I didn't buy anything that I didn't, you know, that's when I was married. She threw me a bone and said, you know, you can get something, get something that you want. But there was so much, so much. Um, it was hard to have anything stand out. I knew titles and I knew some other stuff, but trying to latch on to one thing, really. Now I have more, you know, I've, I have more of a uh, working knowledge of creators and projects and things that I, I do want to check out. A laundry list in my head of, of things that I would. And people follow things that I follow. If I like something, whether it's on Facebook or I post something on Comics Mentor or a link to something else, people will follow or check out things that I do. And same thing with here. You know, it goes, they may not want me, but they may want something that I like. You know, they may, you know, artists that may be you know, like, I don't want to read a comic book or a web strip that's hundreds of strips long. But I do want to read like a one-off thing that's, you know, maybe a few strips long like Clay's Way because, you know, I help Bob with that. You know, that's a matter of taste. So that, that brings up a good point. Both of you have web comics that are currently out. Um, has having a web comic helped your other endeavors at all? Or no. hindered, or done nothing. No, it's given me. It's for me. It's given me a different. Um, in a way, it's I get to play in a different field as far as um, not just doing standard comics. I have to think differently when I do. When I write a chapter of Artiste, I have to think about it differently than I would if I was writing one a, a chapter in for a book, or if I was writing a straight web comic. You know, instead of where. Uh, because I've written some Clay's ways, mm-hmm. and that's that's a different approach uh, than it is to write a chapter of Artiste. So for me, it's it's expanding what I do know, what I can do, um, or what I can try, and that inspires me in other ways because I like knowing stuff, or I I know that. Um, that has helped me. Plus, other people follow Artiste, and and uh, again, a lot of people check that out, and they check out other things that I've done. So, um, as far as me and Clay's way, I don't think it's really helped anything. But I haven't really had that much coming out with Skystorm recently, and that's mm-hmm. I'm sort of doing backwards. I've got Clay's way; it's been out about two years. And now I'm actually reviving Skystorm. So the two are such different entities as far as right. the readership that um, for a decent show or, or, or outing, for me, it really takes both. Because Skystorm is definitely my science fiction, superhero, fantasy type universe. And then uh, Clay's Way is my kids-friendly, family-friendly, family-oriented type. Um, product brand, right. so it really gives me opportunity to feed two areas, which which really helps. Um, I do see when I work like Facebook, and I turn and I you know I put a post on Facebook, you know here's here's latest strip, you know definitely that's where I grab my fans and they go over and check it out. I'll see hits on it that day. 
and then they trail off during the week. So, you know, working that really works, but not yet. I still think, even though Clay's two years old, that's not long enough to judge anything in this. In this, There's too many webcomics. Um, I've said before, Clay's doesn't really fit in. It's, hot. it's having a hard time fitting into an area and, and fitting, you know, I feel like I'm taking a, uh, that old saying, taking a square peg, trying to make it fit into a round hole, you know. Um, I, I don't want a Calvin's and Hobbs where the kids, you know, it's good, but a little ornery. I don't want, you know, uh, Charlie Brown or Charles Schultz type universe either. It's sort of, and, and it's getting its own entity. I just, I think with Clay's way, once we can pull in more of the other characters into the comic that we want to do, it will mm-hmm. definitely get its own identity at that point in time. So that's what we're hoping to do this, this fall. And I think that will help us reach that crowd. But how do we reach that crowd? Because remember, nobody, well, nobody wants us. Right, exactly. Um, do you remember what you were thinking when you were initially putting Clay's Way out? How you were gonna, how you were gonna present it to people? How you were gonna, you know, try to spur their interests? Um, strictly online, Facebook, and uh, and because of my time limitations, because you know, realistically, I'm running. Three. I'm working three or four companies, so I only get so much time to spend on each project or each company. I used, in, you know, uh, word of mouth, doing shows that I was already doing with Blue Line or Skystorm, and um, definitely working uh, Facebook and Twitter. And I don't work Twitter as much as I did. I'll probably I'm gonna get back to that. Um, Somebody told me I need to start working MySpace more. You know, I thought it mostly went to musicians, but yeah, that's what I thought. You know, somebody told me I need to look there too. That some of the bigger studios are still spending the time there. So okay, I know that's Excuse sort of me. where the kids went. That's where the adults took over Facebook. Right, so exactly. Maybe that's what they're talking about. So, but yeah, it's just it's it's, it's a it's a struggle. I think. To make somebody want us, it's a constant struggle and fight. And, and it's nothing. I mean, Marvel DC sees it. They just own the industry where it's not such a fight. If they decided to do DC 52, they know they can do it and they're going to get a certain amount of sales, you know. If we decide to put out an issue of Tempered Steel, I have no clue of nothing of what that book's going to sell. So, uh, you know, we've got to start working medias. I think a big thing I'm not doing right now, and I need to, is sending out press releases to Comic Related and sending out to yes. everybody. There's some indie blogs out there. Um, you know what? Something we need to do. I know we copy a lot of videos and how-tos at um, sketchmagazine.net, but maybe we need to jump mm-hmm. into forums and put up how to put how to put together a press release that makes it as simple as for you and Brant at Comic Related to use. Right. What kind of imagery, what kind of text, how much text, header, the creator, links. Break it down as if exactly what they need. Mm-hmm. And that way it's a good template we can send people to to say, hey, this is what you need to send them with these attachments. And this makes it, this is the best possibility you have of getting that press release out. So, you know, that's something we should do. Um, 
and I plan on it. I plan on working it more. What I'm doing right now is getting the, the books in Amazon, Amazon Kindle store. And then right. I feel like when I send out a press release saying StormQuest is now available in print and digital at these locations and also in the dig- uh, Amazon di- Kindle, it's worth my time and your time. It benefits everyone. You guys get a little news. I'm going to kick as much press back to you guys for running it as possible. Let everybody know. And then I benefit because somebody goes and looks at the Amazon and hopefully decides to buy an issue and check it out. Or look at the preview, if nothing else, you know? Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Idea. Um, I don't know when it happened, but it seems that Amazon is quickly becoming kind of the way to go for more people. Uh, John, because I've heard it's called a dollar yeah. ninety nine or a hundred ninety nine dollar. Well, yeah, dollar ninety nine. Yeah, it's called a hundred ninety nine dollar full color reader. Well, there you go. Uh, and the reason I that say that is a mom. My, my mother has a uh, Kindle Fire. Uh-huh. She reads novels, but two days ago I uploaded Amazon or Storm Quest one. It takes about twenty four hours to populate. So this afternoon, I grabbed her fire, I searched it, found it, opened up the, I think it offers like four pages or five pages to preview the book. Looks fantastic. What they don't tell us, and this is why I waited for, I'm going to upload the rest. They don't tell us that the zoom is automatically built in. They don't tell you that the rotation is automatically built in. It doesn't tell you if you double tap. You can do the pinch or squeeze just like you can on an iPad, right. and it's clean. And all they tell you to do is, I need the files this size and add this to it. So needless to say, in Sketch 42, because 41 is already done, there will be an article about how to set up a comic book for Kindle Fire. That's cool. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a $199 reader. How much was yeah. your iPad? Uh, hell of a lot more than that. Exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like, wow. I think it's to that benefit. I think we're going to see a lot of people try the comics there. You know, because I think uh, I think that some people, um, like I was just thinking for myself, mm-hmm. may get one of those and get nothing but comics on. I'm thinking about, you know, use it as nothing but their media source, mm-hmm. you know, because like I said, I have an iPad uh, and it's a little bit of everything to me, you know, but if I sort of like the idea of having something that's just specifically my media device. And being a previous store owner, this kills me, but I'm thinking about moving a lot of my di- my comic purchases over to digital. Yeah. You know, so that's one reason if I'm thinking it, how many other people is already doing it? And then how many new people can we reach by having it out there? You know, sure. so, yeah, true. and I was totally amazed how little information there is out there for publishers. Even, you know, my account's set up and, and I actually stuck a Clay'sway collection out there, um, but there wasn't a lot of information then. And this, this time I spent about two weeks really researching it and looking at blogs and articles and boom, and I finally have all the information I need. The day showed me that it, it looks, it looks sweet. It looks real sweet. 
So, yeah, I think that's that's why you're going to see a lot of people talking about the Kindle and Amazon. Yeah. And, you know, as much as as much as we might rankle against it, that's that's what, what a lot of the kids are doing. You know, their first idea is meeting going towards some electronic media rather than, you know, something more tactile. It's just their way, you know, yep. we kind of. We kind of aged into the computer age, but they've grown up into the computer age. So, well, my youngest is in there watching YouTube videos for Minecraft, so he can play his game better. <laughs> there you go. Yep. See. And he just, and, he's already watching. Uh, is it Fall of uh, War of Cybertron? Fall of Cybertron, the game that's getting ready right. to come out. Um, a couple weeks. He's already watching videos of, of people who has pre copies of that. So, I mean, they're using it to research about stuff, too. And he's 11, you know? Yeah. So And we would have never thought that oh, no. when we were kids. And, and there's no doubt this will be his reading tool. He will. Ha- yeah. He has, you know, I posted on Facebook a picture of him falling asleep reading one of Bo's books. Booth and the Booze Crew, I think it was. Oh, yeah, I saw that. But, you know, he has no problems with grabbing a tablet, too, and reading off the tablet. Right. To him, it's it's just reading, it's enjoying. So, it's definitely where we're heading. I still think there's a, I think there's gonna be a long, long time before we're done with print. Oh yeah. But definitely. Um, we now we gotta figure out how we make the people on the digital want us, and I think it's gonna be easier. Cause not, I think the lack of comic shops have is what's really hurt the independent market over the past ten years. Man, I hate that word independent, but. It, yeah. it fits this genre. So, with that, then, I think digital is going to really open the market for all of us. We haven't really come yeah, up with a way... Right, we haven't really come up with a way to make people want us, though. That's true. We've said a lot of things, but I'm still not sure that people want us yet. Yeah. I wonder if Bill has anything else to say about it. What do people want us I think they should check us out. I think they should listen to this podcast, and as soon as they're done, go to every website we've ever mentioned that has something to do with us, and and see you know see for yourself. There you go. See for yourself. See for your freaking right. self. Uh, on that note, Bill, I happen right. to know that by huh? doing this podcast and the three of us being connected with Sketch, it mm-hmm. does get us hits. Yeah. yeah, and I don't mean just the, the listeners who's listening to us ramble right now, but it, just the fact that we are involved in, what was that term that was used for you? In the, in, oh, I'm um, being an industry educator. Yes. By, thank you, uh, Bobby Scalera, or thank you, Buddy Scalera. Buddy, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but trying just to help people out there has definitely drawn attention to our projects. And I mean, it's not the main. You know, the reason I'm doing it. I want to do it because I want to see things expand, and I want to see people get out of here and take advantage of these tools and make somebody want them. You know, and, right. and build some great products and stuff that I want to read from them. But I think it's got to be a good combination of a many, many different areas that you have to be willing to tackle to be successful in this area. Yeah. 
that's true because it's never been easier to make a comic than it is now. Nope. But it's never been harder to promote a comic than it is now. So to sell a comic. Yeah, to get you know to get eyes on your comic. Yes. To get it in someone's hand. It's never been harder. Um, it's the easiest thing in the world to make a comic now. Mm-hmm. You know there are avenues that you can go to to get your stuff printed and in your hand within a day or two. Well, I am right now packaging things that I could not finish 15 years ago because right. I could not get the 5,000 copies sold that I needed to package it. Right now, I can package it and do print-on-demands um, through Blue Line and have the book there at the table to sell or to fill mail-order business. I can then take that book and put it on the Amazons and the drive-throughs and and my digitals and, and stuff like that, or sell it at my own site, CBZs, EBRs, and PDFs, and make money from it. I could not do that in the past. And it's getting easier and easier because of bandwidth for us to be able to do this. And because of what we talked about, the readers. Yes, the iPads, the Fireys, the Nook. Um, that's my next thing I'm going to be checking out. I'm going to be picking up a Nook and checking it out. I've already got my account set up over there. So it's like we have the ability to get it out there. And there's enough shows going on that you can outreach the people. And you have Facebook to really build that fan base. You know, between that and I, I truly believe people need to take advantage of our forums over at sketchmagazine.net. Because the more people we can rally together talking about what they're doing, then those people outreach to their social medias you know i'm talking about bill stuff i'm talking about your stuff you know talking about you know other people's stuff we're all reaching out building like bill says uh there's a couple web comics out there that i found out about because scott kurtz over at pvp was talking about them mm-hmm. never heard of them before scott talked about them i went over checked them out now they're on my reading list so it's all about us networking together but not working, you know, I don't want to publish everybody's book. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. get into that, no. But still, we can network together PR-wise, promotion-wise. So, definitely, we can work it out. And I know I can speak for pretty much everyone we have on the forum now. And pretty much most of the people that we work with, no one's, no one's going to snatch your idea. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's going to, no one's going to take your book and run off with it everybody there wants to help you succeed yep because yeah. we kind of weed out the people who don't so you yeah, know everybody there wants to help you succeed and do the best that you can with your book yeah and the more people who are aware of your stuff that protects your rights even more that protects your property um whether it's rob granito swiping something mm-hmm. or i just saw um joe gesto yeah joe had somebody swipe something of his or print some a poster of his or something and uh oh, that's yeah and then somebody today um it was a ray Hyde or something um oh. anyway people on on that knew had seen it on deviantart let them know and within i mean like with joe within minutes it went from i don't know six to 12 comments to 20 something I think I don't know it was it was, not, it was people posting about whoever you are you really need to take this down because I, you know Joe had already said he didn't had not uh, authorized or 
anything. It was it was not from him. So, but uh, yeah, be active, be out there because we are in it together. You know, it, we just are. And if you're not standing up with somebody else, if you're not standing for something, you're, you know, stand up for your friends, stand up for your art, stand up for the things that you, um, you know, that you believe in. Because people who follow you, again, get pulled in. And um, they may check something out because you do, and vice versa. You and then you find out what the appeal is. You find out why uh, they want you. You find out why you want them on the, you know, why you want that book, why you want the next book, why you can't wait for the next installment of that web comic. But if you, you know, if you're, if you don't invest something in it of yourself, uh, whether it's your pro, uh, your uh, intellectual property or you know your creative energy, your fire, whatever it. If you're not putting yourself out there, don't expect you know. I know I do. I've seen people do that where they put their stuff out there and just they're amazed that people are not flocking to them mm-hmm. because they're not they're not doing anything. They just think that the work is going to. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. The, the work will speak for itself, but you have to be a little little uh, proactive. Help yourself. That's really what it is. Help yourself. Get your get your work out there. Network with other people. Find other people who have things to uh, that you like. And again, let people know why they want you. Let people know why they want to read the books that you follow. And like again, it it it, it all is together in some way. So I'm on the verge of rambling mm-hmm. since I. Since somebody posted about my cowpoke accent. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and believe me, everybody has to do this. Alex Ross started like this. You know, Jim Lee started like this. Name name any creator you want. Had to start pretty much like this. You know, getting themselves out there, letting people know that they exist. You know, you, you could have the best comic in the world that turns to gold when people touch it, but until people know who you are, then it won't matter. And no one will care about you. Nobody will want us. And nobody will want you. True. So, all right, guys, I think we've, I don't know if we settled anything or if we just made everybody, like, not wanted. But there is a readership out there, I will say this, and... There's a readership for everything out there, believe it or not. You've just got to be willing to market and spend the time and build it. It may not be where you think it is. It may not be on Facebook when all your friends are other comic book creators because a majority of those guys are out here doing what we're doing, which is promoting and trying to reach out, and they don't have the funds to support everybody, you know? Um it may be as what you have to do is the old-fashioned ways. You know, there's still these things called print magazines. And like uh, Ashley Dust, I was talking to Rick a few weeks ago. And we're getting ready to bring Ashley Dust back out in a couple months. 
and get all the issues back in print and everything. And, you know, I'm looking at uh, some, uh, I don't know, some tattoo magazines, some uh, witchcraft and sorcery type magazines, some uh, uh, fantasy type stuff to send press releases out to. Old fashioned, I might email the press releases where you don't have to mail them anymore. But that's sort of outreaching because these guys are always looking for some type of article or angle. And you just never know where those new readers or where that reader base will come from. Um, I, I truly believe, for me, Clay's way is once I can reach out to the ADHD's community more and the learning disability community, we will build a good readership for this strip. And I believe the comics that we're going to do is going to reach those kids. So that's why we continue after two years and still crank it out. And we have fun. And that's another thing. I always got to come back to being fun. So there is somebody out there that wants us. I truly believe that. Um, I wouldn't do what I'm doing if I didn't think I couldn't build a readership and share with what I enjoy creating with them and that they would want to share it and enjoy it. And I think once that comes out, how much fun you have, how much you enjoy it, and then it's easier to build that readership. And, and unfortunately, sometimes, I know I'll go to shows, John, Bill, mm -hmm. and I'm not I'm not up to my stuff, and I just want to sit there. And that's when I'm doing the most damage to myself. At DerbyCon, I was so tired that I knew I had to be up and, and just going all the time or I was just going to pass out, you know. And I, I feel like I had a great show for reaching out to people, you know, talking to them, handing them cards, asking them how the show was, just doing that. That's sort of outside my comfort zone, believe it or not. And But I feel like that's what you got to do because if they feel like you're having fun with your product and you're wanting to share it with them, there's a good chance they're going to check you out and see what what it's about. See if it's their cup of tea or not. And that's probably what it comes out to. We just got to find a way to let an audience know, the correct audience, whether our project's their cup of tea. If it's something they would like. Did I get... Right. Don't get us... What? No, go ahead. I said, did I get too preachy? No, not at all. Now, I was going to add to that. Don't get us wrong. This is most definitely a job. Yes. But this could turn into one of those jobs that you love. And that is extremely rare in this world, my friends. Yes. Everybody has to work, but some people manage to luck into a job they actually love. And making comics can be that for you if you do everything you need to do to, uh, you know, make it something that you can sustain yourself with. Um, another point I wanted to make that this month, uh, being August, is Autism um, ADHD Awareness Month. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I put it out to all of our our readers out there to the very least you should do is be checking out Clay's Way right now. Because um, I dare say it's touched your life in some way, it could be the neighbor kid next door, it could be somebody in your own family, it could be your kid. So, um, you know, go out and check, at the very least, check out Clay's Way. And, you know, if you happen to be someone who's an educator or someone who deals with uh, 
the ADHD community, um, you know, get other people over to the site. Uh, get people to look at it. It's it's well worth the trip. Thank and now when they get when they get a uh, a month for the wacky stuff that's going on over in Artis, we'll talk about that. <laughs> but <laughs> Artis is a, is a uh, artistic experience. Actually, I love Robin's work, and, and oh, yeah, I enjoy Bill's writing too. for years now. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. He's all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, what, what was he's a hack? What was that? He's a hack. Cowpoke. What was that? Well, cowpoke. Cowpoke. <laughs> um, well, now I wasn't ready for the cowpoke. No. Um, let's uh let's wrap this up. I, I agree. I think right. you know. I think you got to be aware that. You know, as we said, nobody, nobody out there wants us. We've got to make them aware of us, and that's our job. You know, you talk about enjoying work. I look forward to Monday mornings because Monday mornings are when I sit down and ink and color the J, uh, Clay'sway strip for that Wednesday release. I sit there. I'm usually editing this podcast while I'm working, uh, either drawing or redrawing, inking, digitally coloring, scanning marker, whatever I'm doing. I enjoy those few hours. That I get to just do the artwork. And then it's done and I got the rest of the week to spend on blue line and sketch and everything else. And, I, and I, I, I'm lucky because I get to work in this industry. I'm very lucky. And, you know, get to do these podcasts, get to do the magazine and uh, everything. But I, my golden time is when I'm really sitting here. With the strips in front of me, just all right, let's do it. Or sitting here, and a story idea hit me, and it's like, wow, let's do that. So, it's 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 fun. It's not work. It's enjoyable, but you got to treat it like work. You've got, as I said, every Monday morning, that is my schedule, to sit down, do it. It's done for the week. The podcast is done. The the strips are done. Boom. Now the rest of the week can tackle me and. Throw me as many curves as it wants, you know. So that's sort of how I handle it. But uh, all right, John, over at comicrelated.com sketch. What's been sketch. what's been going on for the past couple of days? Well, um, there have been bundling. We've been bundling just like an insurance company. Um, first off, by itself, there's a thing on doing fight scenes, how to portray your characters fluidly. In a fight scene, rather than very stiff poses, like uh, you were taking photographs or something. Um, then there are a bundle on coloring your work, first with Copic markers, then drawing and painting digitally. Then I slip a bundle of drawing tutorials on you, the first being drawing clothes on a running figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about the folds, kids. Don't forget that when you move... Your clothing folds, um, even your skin folds in places. So it's very important to remember when you're drawing someone running. Uh, Second one here, another running person, and this is on shading. Uh, Once again, things fold. Those areas should be black. Wally Wood, when in doubt, mark it out. So don't forget it. Uh, Then a brief respite, uh, just one little video on anime tools or inking manga tools, I should say. And then the last four have been on inking. Um, I came across this guy who apparently teaches an inking class to a group of students. 
and um, he's doing a step-by-step inking job on camera, and it's apparently one of his students that's holding the camera because he keeps asking this person questions all the time. So <laughs> he he's really he's really like a you know an inking educator, I guess. Um, and um, wouldn't wouldn't that have been interesting to teach kids to ink? Uh, second one be inking in Photoshop. Another inking tutorial on Adobe Illustrator, and last but not least, we have Todd, and I can never pronounce his ra- name right, but I'm going to try Nook, Nook, right. Nook, whatever the heck it is, Nook. Thank you. Nook. Uh, who does an extremely beautiful version of Black Widow in pen, ink, and uh, apparently marker. So there we are. Awesome. Bill, would you happen to have SketchMagazine.net up? Yes, I would. Can you update us on the latest post over there? I probably could. Thank you. Let me scroll down and um, and see. Well, we're so tight on this show. <clears throat> Today's post was uh, drawing and inking the Hulk, Will's Portesio. Um, it's cool to watch him do stuff, right. and he will be at Cincinnati. Comics Expo. Uh, yesterday's was uh, Tim Vigil drawing and inking while he's doing it. He's talking. Uh, the day before that was uh, somebody posted a scrap. It was scrapped concept art for a proposed Nightwing animated series, which stuff like that's just cool to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, not technically a how-to, but it's seeing a thought process there, and it's just cool. Uh, the day before that, John posted Scott McCloud. Um, he's talking about um, comics and uh, mentors' influence and his own work, according to John. And then before that is the drawing superheroes where different people are – it just shows them working, which is always cool to see because you can pick up tips or um, strokes or little things for you know that you can incorporate in your own stuff. So that was it. Cool. And what's been going on over at Comic Mentor? Well, let's see. Well, I've got so many things going on all the freaking time. (laughs) Um, Whether it's writing five projects right now or pitches for five, you know, collaborations or whatever or webcomic or some other things. The, the one thing that it is is you have to take one step at a time, you know, just get one thing done or try to get one thing done. So that's what I'm trying to do is get, you know, one thing off the list done because, as I said before, there are – I have stuff in the back that will shuffle forward as soon as something is cleared away. So um, I got several posts about that from, you know, remarks about that uh, – I encourage you to go there and read it and add your own because other people realize that or people don't you, – you know it. But until somebody says it, sometimes it just doesn't bring it home. And then today's post was um, next week is my birthday. But by the time they hear this, my birthday will already have passed. But it's not about what I want for my birthday. It's what I want for you. And I, you in bold, that means you – Listening to this podcast, you, my my brother's on this podcast. Um, 
everybody. It's just stuff I want for you. And that's a daily thing. So uh, things I hope for your life and, and all that. So that's Comics Mentor. Very awesome. Oh, Bobby, he likes it. He's so thoughtful. I know. We're, yeah, shut we're up. Keep, shut up. We're keep this cowpoke around. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, also over at Sketch, or, yeah, sketchmagazine.net, I want to talk about the forms. It's something that we put a lot of effort in that make it work and be smooth. And Darren and I actually fixed a major problem we're having. So they really wasn't that smooth. But now they are. Um, we can post artwork. Darren and I, um, we found out the conflict and got rid of the conflict. And so I created a uh, portfolio under, uh, I think it's under members portfolio. And, you know, I, I, anybody who wants to, they can create a portfolio. You can use your your real name or your online name or anything you want. Whatever, however you want people to know who you are, I suggest you use. And I threw up a piece of Greg Land penciled artwork from StormQuest cover. And I threw up a Clayswide Jam piece that nobody's ever seen right there on the forums. So uh, I think this is a cool way for us to share art. I noticed nobody commented on them yet. And that's cool. Um, I think it's a way we can really use this to build our own little DAs, our own little areas, and really promote. And also, as of last week, the sketch store is actually up and it's working the way it's supposed to be working. Um, we seem to ask some programs like WordPress and stuff to do a lot more than sometimes they're supposed to do. And Darren's real slick about making it work. And he's got he's got Sketch really running smooth now. So right now with Sketch Store, you can buy it. The subscriptions went live on Monday for print and digital. Um, every issue we've ever published is available in print. Almost every issue is available in digital. There's a few we still have to format. And uh, it's all there. So anything you want from Sketch is there in the store. So check it out. And you can also download and purchase a uh, app. They're right there for this podcast. That all supports this podcast and supports us. So we really appreciate it. Um, I've been all over the place, to be honest. Uh, Clay'sway, uh, Blue Line. We've got some product coming out. We've got this new product. I think it's gonna be really cool. Um, I think collectors are gonna like it. They're called Collector Sketchbooks. And um, the bindery just came in today, so I was able to actually finish one. I've had them in pieces there for a week. And it's like we'll take, like, commission Mitch Bird to do a piece of artwork. I've got this real cool dragon piece that he did that is, like, blazing out a samurai warrior. And you create a wraparound, wraparound sketch cover with that, and then you fill it with blank sketchbook paper. So we're doing collector sketchbooks where we... We'll commission a creator, an artist, to do the cover. And then you can buy these and take around or yourself and draw in them or get drawings or, or whatever. I think they're going to be really neat little collectibles. And they're full size. They're 8.5 by 11. So they're magazine-sized books. And the paper inside is real quality. Um, this is a new product. It's not even online yet. It should be lying in a couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to be neat. I've got a couple Mitch Bird pieces. I spoke with Mitch last week. Uh, he's going to do a couple new pieces. I'm talking to some other creators about producing work for it. I think we could go crazy with this thing. I think we could go manga. I think you could go artsy. I think you could do anything you want. Once I show you what it is, it's it's just it's, it's a concept I've had for a while. 
I just took the day it took, it didn't really take that long, and just designed it all out and broke it down and had to price everything out and make sure I got the quality paper inside that I wanted inside. So when you got sketches, they looked nice. And it's there. Mike did a good job putting it all together for me. So it looks real nice. So that product line will be going live. Uh, next week or two, and we're going to get our first ones to offer through Diamond to the store. So, uh, been working on that. We're going to Clasway, uh, Skystorm. Been working on that, as you all can tell through the podcast. So, juggling a lot of lot of hats, but uh, having fun. Really enjoying getting back out here, and, and it's it's uh, it's makes somebody want us. Somebody has to. Uh, hopefully my wife wants me, but I, I'm not too sure at certain times. So I don't know. Is she knocking on the door yet? No, she's not. So she, You've been in there enough. She's not wanting me right now, though. So, but uh, guys, this has been fun. Um, hopefully, we 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 got the people that there truly is an audience out there, but you've got to work to get it. That just producing the product isn't enough. You know, unless you got buddies who are marketing guys and or girlfriends who are marketing, let them run with it. I mean, if you can set up a, a studio like Ringtel, where one of them works shows, one of them works the business end, one of them draws, um, you know, some of them cross over and handles marketing and writing. If you can do something like that, rock and roll, do it. But if you're a one-man shop, believe me, you can still do it. You can still get out there and, and do it and, and make somebody want you. And when you do, let us know. Share it with us. To share it with us on how you did it, so then we can go out and share it with others. We want to know about you. That's right. We want all your information now. So, guys, how can they reach you? John, how can they reach you? Um, all my emails dumped to one place, john at comicrelated.com. Awesome. And you're hanging out at comicrelated.com, too, correct? That is all true. All right. Bill, how can they want you? How can they get a hold of you? <laughs> um comicsmentor at gmail.com awesome and we can get little bits of uh, getting pumped up mentoring at comicmentor.com well actually sketchmagazine.net slash comicsmentor right because I just had somebody yesterday find me from because he, he thought I was gone and uh-huh. he found the, the new site so he's reading this time have you been plugging your post on Facebook yeah alright um, you can reach me at uh, Robert at sketchmagazine.net, or you can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net, and it does go out to all three of us. Um, I'm hanging out all over the place, guys. I'm at Sketch. I'm at Blue uh, Skystorm. Skystorm will go down while we're tweaking it next couple weeks, but we'll be back up by the end of the month. Clay's Way, where I'm at a lot, and then of course Blue Line. So you know, check all these out, and we appreciate you. See you later. Take care. Take care. Bye.